The new year offers a blank slate, an opportunity to get things right. But statistically, about half of you will already quit working towards those resolutions by the end of January. On today's episode, we're going to go over four reasons why New Year's resolutions fail and how to set goals for the new year that you can actually stick to. Grab your coffee and let's set some goals. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode. And we are back. Welcome back to the Candidly with Coffee episode. I am your host, Janine Escobar. And I'm your co-host, Michael Escobar. If you enjoy our show, guys, please remember to subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell to be notified when we post new videos and episodes. Rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Also follow us on Instagram, candidly underscore with coffee. Yep. Get some good candid moments, a lot of car time. Lately, not as many walk and talks because I've been walking on the treadmill, but yeah. you definitely get some content over on Instagram as well. But most importantly, comment below, <laughs> comment on this episode on YouTube because we love to interact with you guys in the comments. Yeah, we do. We love to pipe in. We love to. I just feel like I get to know you guys and I get to know my audience that way. And then we know what content you guys need. We like to answer your questions and help in any way that we can. We've had a lot of people say that just by listening and watching our podcast, they've lost weight, made improvements in their lives. Like We drop gems. That's why. Drop little nuggets. Yep. Little nuggets. Yes, we do. We ain't greedy with the information. No, I'm going to crack open my Diet Coke. So sorry, guys. I'm going to do a little ASMR. Very good. Ooh, <clears throat> that's just so good. I, I grabbed one with caffeine because I need a little caffeine. There's, that's why the movie theaters do that. They, they show the ice cubes and pour in the soda. and it Psychological. Makes it yes. Mm-hmm. Makes you want to run out and get one. 100%. They know what they're doing. They use the ASMR. Popcorn, popping the corn. Oh, the best. They know what they're doing. They definitely know what they're doing. Actually, we haven't gone to the movies in a long time. I miss going to the movies. Yeah, it's been a minute. But there's not a lot of good m- content. Nope. It's where Horrible. everyone's watching YouTube. That's it. Podcasts are winning. I know. I'm actually <clears throat> right now watching other creators like Vlogmases. Are you? Yeah. You enjoying yourself? I do. I like it. I like to just have it on in the background. That's cool. And catch it. Um, Christmas was good to me. I felt like I was spoiled, Ron. It was good to you, huh? Yeah. You and the kids like spoiled me. Got spoiled this year. I really feel like I did. Hey, once in a while is good. Yeah, like I would just, I didn't really ask for anything and I was just blown away. I got my Dyson products. Santa showed up. Santa came for Mrs. E yeah. for sure. And my kids too, they really went like over the top. Yeah, they wanted to see their mama happy. Gosh, and Alyssa's like, because you're the best. I was like, oh, it just melts in my heart. That's sweet. I, I My love language is gifts. And I, I don't know, I don't know why that sounds bad to say, but it is. I just, my heart feels full when I receive not just any gift, but receive a gift where someone paid attention or thought, I really think that my mom will like this, or I know she, she mentioned this one time or something like that. Those kind of gifts. That's why like your gift to me this year, I never, I didn't ask for it, No, but it's something I've always wanted. Always. I figured you could use it. And it's the Dyson hair dryer and Air Straight, both of those products. And the thing about I've been, even though those are extravagant and luxurious, okay, but I've been, I like things that are more practical, even if they're luxurious or extravagant, something that I'm going to use all the time. Yeah. Like to me, that's like a good spend. I know you like to, you care about your hair. Yeah, of course. You, you, you go and you get your hair did and you take care of your hair. So yeah. Why not use the best things? So I like things that like, it's not like something I get to use only once. Like I get to use it every day. Gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. And my mom's two year anniversary of her passing was on December 26th. It's always a little, it's hard. I just think about her a lot all the time anyways, but even more so on that day, I really thought about her a lot and it's tough. I can't believe it. Feel, it's been two years, but it feels like 200 years. It feels like forever, huh? So many times I've wanted to, especially going through this situation with my dad, I kid you not, there's been a couple of times where I literally reached for the phone to call her. And I was like, oh my God, I just want, I just tried to call my mom. That's crazy, so right? So weird. 
Yeah. That is like a blow to the gut when you have that, that like when you realize for a split second, I thought I could call her. You had a, the reality set in. Yeah. That's, it's an awful feeling, but I I talk to her all the time and her memory lives on in my brain all the time. That's all that matters. It was different this year. Obviously, this is the first year I went. No contact with my dad, for those of you who didn't catch up. Not currently in contact with him. And was different, for sure. But not... I've just come to the realization where I'm, I really cherish my own family unit. Yeah. Like you and Tyler and Alyssa. And then, of course, like my brother. And I still saw my nephews. And it, we actually had... I had nice visits with my nephews and it was great. But like at the end of the day, it's like you guys like are my core, like my unit. And that unit is going to grow when they have kids. And right. Yeah. So I, it's sad to think about the things that have happened and who you're not in contact with. I have to try to, I look at the positives. I try to look at the positives so that I don't get too down and sad. And it, <clears> this <throat> is like a new, I'm a new leg, right? And I'm now like that matriarch person in my family. And I, my goal is to have as much of an impact, if it's even possible on my kids' lives and and my family and you, than my mom, that my mom had on mine. Like I want to leave that same legacy that my mom left Yeah, because the feeling and the love I have inside of her, for her, even though she's gone, that's what I want my kids to feel. Yeah, they will. They do. They love you. That's my purpose in life is to give them that same unconditional love and support and being there and being a safe place and encouraging them. And just, just like I said, being a safe place. I think that's the most important thing. Someone knowing that they could always call me, I'm not going to give them guilt. I'm not going to give them no. grief. I'm just going to support them. Same and- way you did with your mom. Anytime you needed her. I know. For anything, she never made you feel guilty. No, and that's what I want to be. And I think that's my focus. My focus is not on what happened and what could have been, but my focus is now on what I want to be and just being the best version of me and being here as long as possible for them. Yes. Because I know how hard it is. Of course. What did you say you used to tell me is that you could, at any moment, drop off a dime, you could drop your kids off to your mom. She'll take them with no resistance. Yeah. Like, go ahead, bring him by. No, and you know oh. that never once, ever, never did I ever hear her say, oh, I take care of your kids, or I took care of your kids for so many years. She didn't list off all the things she ever did. Like, never. She never even gave herself credit for a second for those things. She didn't feel like she needed to, like, state them to the world or to, to me for that matter, yeah, to make like me feel guilty. Some mothers do. Yeah, she never did that. And in hindsight, I think, God, she did so much for me and never asked for a single thing in return. And the only thing I can do to honor that is to do the same thing. Pretty much. That's yeah. what I want to do. Yeah. I want to be a very active grandparent for sure. Yeah, so you guys, we have a, the hot coffee topic. Let's see here. Hot coffee. On a lighter note, instead of the sad stuff, is Studio B. Cal's out of the bag. I've talked about it now a little bit, but not officially on this podcast. But Studio B is our podcast studio that I'm currently working on designing. And it is located here in Silicon Valley. And Candidly with Coffee is going to be... It's it's our new home. The new home of Candidly with Coffee is Studio B Silicon Valley and soon to be a podcast network of some sort. So how that's going to evolve, just stay tuned for that. But it's definitely going to be a fun new space for Candidly with Coffee. Yeah. And what that means for this show is in addition to what you already get, because we're still going to do this whole thing, I also want to do interviews. I want to have experts in studio. Okay. I don't like to view podcasts that are remote, like Zoom podcasts and stuff. I'm not interested. It does not keep my attention for some reason. No, me neither. So I've never really pursued that for this show because I don't like, I don't enjoy, it's not a good viewing experience for me. A lot of people don't enjoy it. You do not get the same energy from your guests if you're not in the same room. Exactly. It's all about bouncing energy off each other. Yes. 
So I want to have interview people that are relevant to the show that you guys can learn from and interesting guests from all facets of life. And that's what we're going to be doing on Candidly with Coffee in 2024. It's going to be a very fun year. Big things coming. Yeah, big things. So I'm super excited about that. It's going to be a content studio in general. So not just podcast content, but social media. You're going to be doing a lot of content from there. Yep. Mauricio Mejia's podcast will also be be broadcast from Studio B, and we're excited about the project. Yes. I am the executive producer, Studio yes, B. I like the way that sounds, Studio B Productions. Because you just don't know where the wind's going to take us. Yeah, I'm excited. It's taking us somewhere. I love this stuff, you guys. I love the, the podcast. I, I love doing this, but my love, my true love and joy is behind the camera is the technical stuff. I love systems. I love technical stuff. I love figuring things out. Who knew? I'm researching lighting and sound yeah. quality and all this stuff I never in a million years thought that I would do. It just goes to show you, do not limit yourself or have tunnel vision and think, oh, I'm only going to do this and I'm going to stay in this box. Sometimes you have to pay attention to the signs of the universe and go with the flow. That's it. Don't fight <laughs> it. Just go with it. Yeah. Because people do that. They limit themselves. They do. They put caps on themselves. And I could be like, no, we're just doing candidly with coffee and that's it. I'm like, yeah, you know what? We're doing, obviously we're doing candidly with coffee, but who knows what this is going to lead to. I'm open and paying attention to where it's pulling me. Exactly. And I'm, don't worry, I'm still coaching. Speaking of coaching, the eight week challenge is officially open for registration. So don't worry about that. That's still happening. Now, Might things change down the road with one-on-one coaching? Yeah, I probably will. As my time gets a little more strapped, limit that or even increase the price on that as my demand increases. Basically work with just exclusive clients. Yeah. So definitely that might change. But right now, the OG Body Boot Camp is back with an eight-week challenge. Registration is open. Everything you need to start your weight loss journey and get on track with your healthy lifestyle. You guys, it is time to invest in yourself. Exactly. It is time. Stop BSing. Stop waiting for the sky to open up and send you a sign. Or What are you waiting for? I've been getting all my guys lately too. Like, what the hell are you guys waiting for? It's time to level up, bro. You, you got to look like a warrior. You guys are looking like a busted can of beans. I'm sorry, but I call it what it is. You know? <laughs> Enough t- with the censoring their feelings bullshit. We got to call <clears throat> it what it is. Men are supposed to be warriors. We're supposed to lead the pack. Mm-hmm. Or, not, or are we not? They don't look like it. Yeah. They look like they're going to lead themselves right into the morning soon. That's yeah. what they look like to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're one-way one ticket. In. Yeah, they're in a hurry to get to the grave. The good news is, though, you can ch- turn it around. Yes, you can. You can turn <clears throat> it around. It doesn't It just doesn't mean that just because you're not there yet that you can't get there. Nope. You, if you put your head down, invest in yourself, and yep. do the work, Grind. this time next year, your life you could be living a totally different life. Totally different. Look, totally different life, different mindset. Remember, Feel different, act different. All up here, you guys. It's up here. We don't yeah. possess. I keep saying, there's nothing special about it. We don't have no special genetics. It's just here. Our mindset is strong. No. That's why we do the things we do. We're habitual creatures. We have habits. We created good habits. And the the more I do, the better I feel. Yes. Like I was talking about, I actually did a, a live on my Instagram, and I was talking about how since I started <laughs> HRT, <laughs> I feel like I'm 25 again, but then I'm like, no, I don't. Cause I felt like shit when I was 25, to be honest, I was sleep deprived, had two small kids. I was just telling someone that today. This is incredible. I'm almost 49 years old and I'm way better than I was in my twenties. <laughs> and I know why, because in my twenties, I drank a lot. I ate like shit. I was covered in body fat. Yeah. I was strong and on. I went to the gym. I did all that. I, I did have a strong you mindset when it came good. to that. Didn't sleep good. Mm-hmm. A lot of things, disrespecting myself, reckless living. Yeah. Now we're more dialed in We sleep, eat right hydration we're doing everything we're supposed to do yeah and treating you your vessel it. right yes. you feel it like you're in less moody yes you're just mm-hmm. in good moods more often yep you feel good like you do more things you're more productive yes. you're more social you fit more things in you yep. you interact with your friends and family yep. better and more often yep. and when your confidence is high you, the rest of you is high it's a high that you're on it's very important a lot of people aren't confident right now not especially and all starts with the way you look and feel i'm sorry but that's where it all starts because you look at yourself every day and like damn i don't feel good so if you don't feel good your mind don't feel good it's true it's true and it's something that is within your control which that's the <clears throat> yes. sad part because why don't you 
What stops you from investing in yourself? I don't know. People put too much on it, overthink it, think it's too hard. I don't know. Like it's too much work. Even but- like my challenge. Okay, it's one hundred and forty nine dollars. You go to dinner with your husband and have cocktails, and your bill's one hundred forty nine dollars. You don't blink an eye at going to a nice dinner with your husband and having a $150 restaurant bill. Sushi's that much nowadays with two people but and drinks. But you'll ponder, oh, I don't know, it's 149 Something it, that could literally be the catalyst that changes your life. Even in my car community, muscle car guys, I'm like, dude, you spend more on gas than you do on a macro plan, on assessment, at least to get you started. Yeah. But no, they overthink it. I don't know what it is with them. I don't. I, mm, it's weird. Yeah, I, it, it makes is no weird sense. because... I didn't have that mindset. I didn't have the, No. I didn't know there was even an option to hire coach. Back then there wasn't, you couldn't get your macro assessment. It wasn't when I started with Matt, I just thought, shoot, I got to do this. It was the best investment I ever made. It was $800 a month to personal train with him. Me, I didn't even personal train with him. Just his eating plan was a hundred bucks that he did for me for three months. Yeah. For him to guide me and coach me, but he wasn't personal training me. Yeah. He did a three month program, which was not. Not anything like my one-on-one. Not even, no. Okay, you get a piece of paper and you get Bro Science Diet. Yes. Was $800. Yes. And I'm eating what he's telling me what to eat, not what I want to eat. You know what I'm saying? It's different. You're not learning. No. You're just going based off. Yes. So different. But it still helped you. It did. It helped me. Got me lean. It worked. It helped you too. And it helped me too. It was the best money I ever spent. I did that with him for a year, $800 a month. So almost... What is that? Almost ten thousand dollars? Yes, eight times. People would think that's crazy, right? It was the best ten thousand dollars I ever spent. Leveled you up, taught you a lot about yourself. Not a single regret. You know what I mean? You make things happen. You shift things with your finance. I always felt. I always feel like that. Sometimes you have to like go before you're ready. Yeah. Spend more than you think you can afford, and, and let the universe make it happen. Yes. You'd be surprised Facts. at the things that you can shuffle around and make something happen if it's important to you. Exactly. But people don't put enough importance on it, especially on their health. It's crazy. They put it to the side. They brush it like it's, it means nothing. But yeah, they want the fight, white picket fence, the house, nice cut green grass, the new car. You want all this other stuff that means shit in the end, honestly. But they want... It's like they want it, but they're not w- willing to do it. It's like when someone sees me and they're still like, wow, like you're so in shape. Like you're so fit. Wow. How do you do that? And I just think I'm nothing special. You could do it too. Exactly. Like you just, can do it just too. You got to lock in, man. You got to lock in. You got to zone in and do it and follow the, and follow the program. And that's it. And tell yourself, I'm going to do it. Not half-ass. That's a problem is people half-ass shit. You can't do that. Yeah. No, yeah. You have to like. Got to commit. You have to commit for sure. You'd have to commit, but if you, time's going to pass anyway, and time goes so freaking fast. Yes, it does. A year goes by quick. We'll be talking about this podcast right here. Next year, we're going to be a whole different space, but we'll come back to this and be like, man, remember we talked about that a year Mm -hmm. ago? And you same people are going to be sitting in the same chair thinking like, damn, I wasted a whole year. It's true, though. A lot of people are going to waste a whole year. I'm sure we did had this conversation last year. Probably did. How many of you wish you would have listened last year? Yes. Because you'd be living a whole different life. Yep. On that same token, how many of you did listen? How many of my clients out there did listen and you turned a corner and you changed? Many of you. I coached many of you into changing your lives. But to the ones that are just listening day in and day out. Just listening. But not taking action. Yep. Don't you wish you would have take, took an action last year? And don't let another year go by. Yeah. Level up, ladies, especially you single ladies. The dating pool gets hard as you get older. So one way to, one way to guarantee you grabbing yourself a nice looking man. Oh, my goodness. You better level up. That's the truth. And I tell that to my guys, too. It works both ways, but that's the truth. Really, yeah, definitely works uh, both ways. Is it not? Ways. I know no. it's uncomfortable. Who is he talking about? Me? What do you mean level? Yes, level up. You can't be looking like a torta. Sorry. You know oh, what I'm my saying? God. It's the truth. <laughs> it's you so got to level bad. up. Yeah, it is what it it's is. It's okay, because I was a torta at one point. So was I. So was I. We did something about it, though. Yeah. That's yeah, I was on my way back there, too. Something this year, I was like, whoa. Years ago, I was on my way back and then some. Yeah. You've seen that picture of me after, right after COVID? I look like a beach when, whale on that when couch. You look like a burrito? Yeah, like a yeah, burrito that on one? that couch. Like I couldn't believe it. Whoa, yep. I was slipping bad. Slipping big time. Yep. All right, you guys, moving on to Comet Corner. Mina Rose, 3193. Alyssa is so pretty and exotic in her features. She has that European or Latina beauty. 
for the she's referring to the episode I did with Alyssa, my daughter, the last episode. If you didn't uh, tune in, tune into it. Episode 476. It's quite popular. And she has those Eastern European features because yes, her dad is half Polish. Yep. And Alyssa definitely has that that Eastern European exotic look. Yeah, she does. When she was a an acrobat and she would wear the tight buns and the outfits, I always thought, wow, if, if I didn't know you, I would think you had a Russian accent That's, without even talking to her. Wow. She has those features. Yeah. She, she definitely has that Eastern European look. All right. The next one is, let's see, Alana M, 4803. This is such a good episode. Hearing a piece of your daughter's story reminds me of my daughter. She was a competitive gymnast for seven years. And while we loved the experience, her mental health really suffered. It's been one year since she retired. She's 15. And the emotional roller coaster has been something. We are much closer now, but it's sad what the sport does to kids. I am happy to see your daughter is on the other side of things. As a mom, I can relate so much to this. Thank you for sharing your story. You are not alone. You know what? I loved this comment and I actually talked about it with Alyssa. We just scratched the surface on that whole experience with her acrobatic, dealing with other parents, dealing with her coaches. Oh, it was a nightmare kind of, to be honest. It wasn't all pleasant. No. It was stressful. And we just barely even touched the surface of it in the episode. And I got several messages about it, not only for gymnasts, but for parents of children in competitive sports and higher level sports, I think it's important to have conversations around that. So Alyssa agreed she's going to come back on and we're going to dive a little deeper. That's good. Because I remember she went through a rough transition and I remember you were trying to like get her away from it because it wasn't good on her mental health. I wanted so bad for her to quit, but I didn't want to force her to quit. Yeah. I wanted to support her, but I saw what it was doing to her physically yes. and mentally. Yes, yes. During the process. She was beating process, her body up bad. Physically and mentally just horrific. And then the transition out of it was a whole other trying to find herself. It was such a big part of her life for so long that she was lost. You're right. Like you said, I know you mentioned in somewhere in the episode that in 2020, she was, she wasn't doing too good during, right. during the lockdown of the pandemic. Cause right. she had no structure, nothing going on. It was driving her mental. Yeah, and she had layers, right? So she was a competitive athlete and then she got out of actually competing but then coached because she wasn't ready to let go altogether. So she still had some of that stress from the coaching. She was still in the world. Yes. And there's so much that we could go into on that. And I think that could really help parents, that could help kids who are coming out of it. So we're definitely going to have her on again. And we're going to dive deeper into that because it was scary. It was scary. I can honestly tell you, there were times during that time in her life that if it was too quiet in her room, I would panic. Yeah, I remember. Do you remember? Yeah, you go in and check I on her. And panic. I told you too, I said, go in and check on her. Because it takes one to know one. I went through my episode a year before her, right. so I was like, go check in on her. She's would, not looking too good. I would panic if she was too quiet or hadn't come out of her room. Suddenly, like a panic would come over me and I would call the house and say, Tyler, can you go just check on Alyssa? Just, I just wanted him to get eyes on her. You just, it's just scary, you guys, because you cannot take mental health for granted. You no. got to pay attention to the signs yep. and the struggles. And she definitely yes. struggled, but she came, she's on the other side of that and she's stronger for it. And so yep. going to have her back on because uh, I think that she, a lot of parents, and Did I know I have it? a lot of parents, a lot of moms on here with kids and athletes. And I know we want them to be the best and we want them to do good and all of that stuff, but there's things that you got to pay attention to. Yeah, I do. Competition comes a price tag. Yeah, absolutely. All right. The next comment is Felicia A8211. Awesome episode. I loved seeing the wonderful interaction between you and your daughter. Thank you so much. It was really a fun episode to do and it had great feedback. Like people loved it. And I think that yeah. made, that gave her the confidence. Wow. I think maybe I'm going to have to come back. I think she just be, got a little bit in her a little nervous because the podcast has grown and she was yes. afraid, I think, that, that she wouldn't do so well or something. Yeah, or, that, we, that she wouldn't flow naturally with you. But all you got to do, the trick to this is just talk. Be yourself. Talk. There's no, we don't script nothing. Yeah, but I think what she was worried about was that people, they're used to us. And she suddenly, sometimes when you watch other podcasts and then they have, they throw a wrench in it and have some random person on, all of a sudden everyone complains in the comments. 
and doesn't like the episode or it flops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she was worried about it flopping. Nah, I knew it would do good. I knew they were interested in your daughter. You know what I'm saying? She had questions already beforehand. Yeah, I know. So, nah. I, been, I, I knew it would do good. And I appreciate it, you guys, by the way. I feel like this is my community. Everyone was so kind in the comments. These yes. are just a few. There was dozens of comments, and you guys were so kind. And... I appreciate that so much because let me tell you, I was extra careful watching those comments because if there was somebody who was going to comment something rude nasty or nasty, or rude, yeah. they were going to get the wrath of mama bear like you've never seen before. And then I would delete and block them to make sure Alyssa never saw it. But I didn't have to do that because everybody was so amazing and it just makes me appreciate our listeners so much. You guys really just made it great for a great experience for us and a great experience for her. And now she's going to come back because of it. And a great Christmas experience for everybody. Yeah. So it, it was a good little Christmas present to me and to all of you guys. All right. Let's get into New Year's resolutions now. Oh, no. Here we go with the New Year's resolutions. I already have a bad attitude. I do. I'm not entering. Like a broken record. I'm not entering it with a bad attitude. I want to help people set New Year's resolutions. All right, that, let's go. That work, but the history of it's resolutions. Ninety-eight percent failure rate. Where do you get that? You pulled that out of your. I ass. did. I just made you that. You just up. pulled that completely out of your ass. I did because I have statistics. All right, let's okay. hear statistics. The history of resolutions, though historically, the first recorded people to set New Year's pledges. Later to become known as resolutions are the ancient Babylonians, 4,000 years ago. Wow. That's a long time ago. Yeah. So why do we set New Year's resolutions? Okay. The new year offers a blank slate, an opportunity to get things right. When we set New Year's resolutions, we are utilizing a very important concept called self-efficacy, which means that by virtue, aspiring to a goal and following through on it, you have a sense of control over what's happening in your life. It's like you're guiding yourself. You're creating like a map for where you're going. Okay. And so that is a concept called self-efficacy. Self-efficacy. But why do we never fulfill our New Year's resolutions? Never. Why aren't we successful? We're thinking too big a lot of times. A lot of times is we just, all of a sudden, okay, we're not, we aren't doing anything. And then January 1st, we think we're going to do all the things. I agree with you on that. Okay, that's a mistake. That I, We had an episode one time a while back called Gangbusters. That's what I call Gangbusters. Yeah, you're doing too much. You're All of just, a sudden, you're sedentary and you think you're just going to get in shape. No, there's steps to that. Yeah, you have to be more intentional with your resolutions if you want them to work. Yep. Researchers suggest that only 9% of Americans that make resolutions complete them. So you were pretty close. <laughs> so 92% I think they're giving them rate. too much credit, but okay. Research goes on to show that 23% of people quit their resolutions by the end of the first week. Damn. 43% by the end of January. There are four reasons why people seem to fail at New Year's resolutions. Okay, let's, let's go, go over them. Let's see what they are. Goals should start at a time of change or need for change. So many resolutions are set because it's tradition. Goals are your vision of what you would like the future to look like. If you are setting a resolution for tradition's sake, then your motivation will be lacking compared to a goal set because of need. So you don't just say, oh, I just want a bigger house or... I want a perfect body. You have to be specific in your goal. Yep, you want agreed. to improve your cholesterol numbers. You want to increase your muscle mass. Specific goals, not just very vague, idealistic things. Okay, you have to be more specific and intentional when you're setting goals. Agreed. Expect obstacles. No matter how small or straightforward the goal is, there's always going to be obstacles and the road is not going to be a straight, perfect road. Roadblocks. And the minute people hit the obstacle and fail at their new year's resolution, they just go, oh, I failed next year. And they give yeah. up. They can't get over the six foot wall. They're like, I give up. I give up. It's too hard. You I quit. Yeah. The best thing to do to get around this is to identify what potential obstacles might be and create a plan to get around them or create a plan to go through them regardless. And know that just because you, it's, I can't stand it, by the way. Everyone knows my feelings on this if you've been listening for a while. Like 75 hard. I can't oh, stand boy. that challenge. No. Because to me, it's an all or nothing challenge. And it's nope. supporting an all or nothing mentality. Because yep. if you notice that particular challenge, the minute they mess up, 
they go back to square one. They're back on day one. So you could get to day 56. And if you don't complete all the requirements on day 56, you're back to day one. You have not, you're like failing and you go back to the starting point. To me, that is supporting an all or nothing mindset and all or nothing attitude. And I know a bunch of people are probably going to do 75 hard starting January 1st. Don't do it. I'm not a fan. I just don't think it creates good mindset around setting goals, hitting obstacles, not being perfect. And the fact that you can keep going up on a day 56, but tomorrow's day 57. You're going to have those days. But Let me tell you, you something. You're going to have those days. Yeah. Sorry. I don't care who you are. You're going to have those days. Me and her have those days once in a bloom when it happens. Doesn't mean you quit. Oh, I'm just going to quit. No. It's not but, how- it, but it doesn't mean that you go back to square one. No. That's why I don't like those kind of challenges. And I think that they perpetuate the fact that people don't follow through with their resolutions so they feel like fail oh man to i'm at the bottom of the mountain again i gotta climb up no no nope all right this one's a big one when you set a goal it's okay to think big but you have to the way the reward system works in the brain you have to have smaller measurable chunks of the goal that you can pat yourself on the back for along the way that's what's going to keep you going Agreed. Goals that are measured. It's, and also you want to pick goals that you can actually measure. It's not just like a shot in the dark and you. there's no way to measure if you're, that's why it's get in shape. What? How do you measure that? Yeah, how do you measure that? How do you, how do you know if you're getting closer to your goal on day 25 of your goal? Are you getting in shape? It's too vague. You got to have measurable goals, specific goals. You got to know what kind of shape you're in first. Like, where are you at? Can you even walk a mile? No. Okay. We'll make that a goal for us. Let's see if mm-hmm. you get to mile number one. Let's start that for now. Yeah. Once you get that, and that becomes relatively easy, then let's go for mile number two, little by little. Yeah. And the way the brain works, once you, if you say, you know what, I'm going to walk a mile. And then if you walk the mile, you feel proud of yourself. It you actually increases motivation. You're yes. like, yeah, I did it. You did it. I actually did it. Exactly. Like how I felt with Vlogmas, right? I set a goal. I was going to do Vlogmas, 25 days of daily vlogs. When I was, when I completed that goal, I pat myself on the back. I was like, I did it. Like you I said, I decided committed. to do it. I committed to doing it and I executed it. Exactly. And, and that In is that how fashion. goals, that's how you need to do. You have to have the small measurable goals. If I would have just said, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm just going to try to do a lot of vlogs. I'm going to try to vlog often. And let, when would I have celebrated that? It's too vague. I wouldn't have celebrated. I'm like, I get, can I give myself a pat on the back? Now I did a lot of vlogs. No, be specific. Yeah. So when I hit that 25, I felt like I climbed the mountain, like yeah. I succeeded. Yeah. Now what's next? And that's why if you notice, even when I'm talking about vlogging, I'm not just saying, I'm just going to try to vlog more guys. I'm actually trying to think like you guys, I'm trying to come up with a commitment, a schedule a commitment to you that I am going to vlog this often and I'm going to post it on these days because it's specific and it's measurable. Exactly. It's a goal for me, but it's something that then you guys could come to expect, but that's how I set a goal that's actionable. Yeah. Not just, I'm just going to do more vlogs. No, it doesn't work that way. Because what does that mean? No. It doesn't work and you'll end up falling off. You have to have more structure. We thrive as humans on boundaries and structure in Every aspect of life, whether Facts. you like it or not. That's true. I'm one structure. of those people. I do way better with structure than not structure. And then one of the fourth reason why New Year's resolutions fails is they lack accountability. You got to have, there's got to be an accountability factor in your goal. If you just have a secret New Year's resolution, you're going to fail because you're not going to have to answer to it. Yeah. And I think that's why men, I don't know about your ladies, but men lately, Men are different today. They don't want to be held accountable. They don't want to be called out. So they're not committing. They're, they want to. I've had a few reach yeah. out, but they don't want yeah. to commit because they're afraid. They don't want to be held accountable. I'll call them out. They know how I, I don't mess around. So if you're one of those people that's going to do this weight loss challenge, or I'm going to do this, that, or the other, but I'm going to do it in secret. Chances are it's because you have one foot out. Yes. You don't want to be held accountable. Yep. You give yourself a Studies out. show that people who not only write their goals, but set a way to be accountable for them will be twice as likely to achieve them. Accountability means that you're responsible to someone to accomplish the goal. This can be very motivating. There are four ways you can set accountability. Tell a friend, 
create or join an accountability group, use technology like setting measured milestones on an electronic calendar or hire a coach. My body bootcamp covers a lot of those because I do the consistency trackers. That's the electronic piece. Yep. I'm your coach. That's the coach piece. Yep. The group, the accountability group, that's the group piece. That's why a challenge, even though I'm not necessarily over the moon about challenges in some regards, like the 75 hard. Yes. On the body boot camp, I know based on history with my clients that the people that join these boot camps have better success and better results than people who are just indefinitely subscribers to my program. Exactly. You see the difference? They just are. And I probably shouldn't admit that on here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's why I went back to the challenges. I want to see more success stories. I want to motivate you guys to be successful. I want to hold you accountable. That's it. That's And that's why people will say online, well, like, what do I need to hire you for? What do I need a coach for? Because you need to be held accountable. You don't want a coach because you don't want to be held accountable. You don't want me to call your ass out. That's what it mm-hmm. is. You want to ski through through life and be sneaky and hide in the bushes like that Homer Simpson where he fades away in the bushes because you don't want to be held accountable. Yeah. I'm telling you, men of today are not what they used to be. They do not like being called out and held accountable. Guess what? I'm going to keep calling them out. I'm going to keep my foot on their neck because they, de- they deserve it. Yeah. Period. They don't get no passes. Nope. That's a big one, I think. The, the accountability, that's why... It's so crazy, and I've noticed this so much. If people do coaching with me, one-on-one coaching for just a little bit, like a month or two, and they've got to get, they're getting in their stride, they're on track. There is just something that happens the minute that your check-ins stop, even though nothing else needs to stop. You know what to do, you know what macros to follow, the workouts to do. Yep. But you start to fall off because why? The accountability piece is gone. Yes. I recommend my clients that are not going to renew, figure, plug another accountability piece in, get a friend to do it with you, put your goals on the refrigerator, tell your husband to hold you accountable, something, but you have to have that piece. It doesn't sound like it's that impactful. It's just a huge impact. Think about this. There's a reason why AA has sponsors. When you're about to slip and go for that drink Mm -hmm. or NA, you're going to about to have that drug you're craving, you call your sponsor. I'm having a weak moment, man. And they talk you off the bridge. Yeah. All right, dude, don't jump. You're right. Let's hang out. Let's go for a walk. Let's go get some coffee. Let's get you back on track. Mm -hmm. That's what accountability coaches do. Exactly. But you're right. When people don't want to check in and all that and they're, they're evading it, they know what they've done wrong. Yeah. I've had a lot of people that have done that. They're not as much the self-starters and they've done the macro assessments. They have all the information, but they don't get off the launch pad even with their macro assessment nope. because there's no boundaries. You That's get it. it. Like I've talked about it before. You could just put it in the drawer. You're not holding yourself. Nobody's holding you accountable to those macros. Nope. My one-on-one clients, I'm looking at your trackers and I'm like, yep. hey, you didn't track yesterday. What happened there? Yeah, you what's know? going on? What's, what's up with this? What, what's going on? Yep. Or you, you only put 400 calories worth of stuff in your tracker. Okay, I'm assuming you went and, off and the chain. And it's funny because these are adults that act like kids that they don't want to, like they're in trouble. You're not in trouble. We just need to work. I need to know what's going on. Yeah. Just be honest. Be open and honest. Uh, you know what, coach? I slipped. It was a rough day. Yeah. This happened. All right, cool. Let's get back on the horse. Let's go. Yeah. What led to that? Yeah, what, what caused yeah. you? What, what? How are you feeling leading into that? Are you being too restrictive during the week? That's the data we need to coach you out of it and coach you into better habits. Yes. But it that's why you have, that's why a coach is valuable. My client too, because collabing with him and he was real low mood, low mood yesterday, real bad. Yeah. And he said he almost went down a rabbit hole. I said, don't. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah. I said, don't do that. talked him out of the rabbit hole? Yeah. I said, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Don't medicate with alcohol. Don't use food as medication. No, Put on some good music. Put on an old movie. Something that'll get your spirits up. Yeah. Good. You know what music is? That's a good... That was a good advice. Music. Music. Good music. Blast the music, you guys. Yeah. Put some good ass music. If you're low mood or something's not... Feeling good, put some good-ass music. Put something that reminds you of your childhood, 80s, 90s, whatever era you grew up in. That brings you to a good place. I used to listen to reggae because this weather would mess with my head. Lately, it hasn't been, but this weather would get me down, too. Mm -hmm. And when I was feeling down, I'd always play reggae. When I was incarcerated, reggae. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. And now I want to go over some ways to help you set, what can you do to set resolutions that you're more (laughs) likely to 
follow. And I also want to share that my big weight loss that I had, the, I always say I walked off 100 pounds, what was that, 25 years ago? That was a New Year's resolution. So oh, was you it? talk a lot of crap about New Year's resolutions, but that was a New Year's resolution that stuck. Okay, you fell in the 9% bracket. I guess I, guess. I did. Very rare bracket though, sorry. It, it was a New Year's resolution. And so I, I sat and thought, why was I able to accomplish that accomplish that resolution why did it stick because you're janine and you're one of those you're vain you made you're one of those once you make a decision you stick with it i had a strong why i was unhappy and i knew that i wasn't being i wasn't at the time i didn't feel like i was a good wife i didn't feel confident in my motherhood i just felt i was so unhappy i didn't want to do anything social i wanted i yearned for I wanted to be happy and proud and show off my new baby and all of that, but I felt like I didn't want to leave the house because I was so unhappy. You're embarrassed of yourself. So I too. had a strong why. And I think that's what helped. And so it's important if you are setting a New Year's resolution, have a strong why do you want that? Yep. That's very important because you're going to need to go back to that why during weak moments. Yep. I also had a strong outcome goal. I had a strong specific goal. I wanted to weigh 130 pounds. That was my goal, 130 pounds. In addition to the outcome goal, this is the very important part. You need to have smaller behavior change goals that are going to get you to the outcome goal. You can't just throw a goal into the air and just close your eyes. What did I say? Close your eyes and change the lanes and hope you're, that- You're merging onto the freeway. You're going from the right to the left and close your eyes. I hope you don't hit no cars along the way. No. So it's great. I had a strong why and I had a good outcome goal. I know specifically I wanted to be 130 pounds. Now I needed smaller goals that were behavior change goals that were going to get me to that. So how am I going to get to 130 pounds? And I picked counting calories and walking. I'm going to get to 130 pounds because I'm going to count my calories every day and stay within a calorie limit. And I am going to walk for one hour every day. How hard was that counting calories back then for you to do that, that, that diet you did back then? How difficult was that? I mean, it, there was no aids back then. Nothing. No, I know. No, no smartphones. Nothing. nothing no. There wasn't even a calculator on your phone. Exactly. You're literally in a notebook. Yeah calculating it out so that's what i'm saying it you wasn't did it that the, hard you did the what did, there's a book called the road less travel no, you did it the hard way it wasn't that hard because this is what i did to make it easy i was my goal i was I ate 1200 calories a day guys sorry it was woman's day magazine i didn't track protein i just counted calories 1200 calories that's where i got the diet 1200. but what i would do is figure out what exactly was 1200 calories and i would eat the same thing every day until i got sick of it and then I would make some changes, but that oh, way I, I wasn't always calculating and tracking. I just ate the same thing every single day until I got sick of it. And if you are, if you happen to be listening to this and you worked with me when I did this, that I'm being, that I'm telling the truth because people would laugh at me going, Janine eats the same thing every day. I had a little sliver of an Entenmann's raspberry Danish uh-huh. that was tracked out because I would buy the long one and yeah. it was, it would make eight pieces. Oh, so I would buy so one. D- divided total calories with eight pieces. I yep. got what you're saying. And I would put it in the microwave and you could smell it. So my coworkers would smell that Danish every freaking day. Okay. <laughs> Cause those I ate good. the same thing every day. <clears throat> I know those intimates. But so I had that. So I counted calories, walked at lunch. And then my other goal was to lose 10 pounds a month because at the time I needed to lose 60 pounds. I had already lost some weight before I set my New Year's resolution. So I had, Tyler was already 15 months old. The first, like the last six months before that, I had lost probably like 30 pounds. Okay. But my official New Year's resolution was to get to be 130 pounds by June. And I was 100, I think I was 190 pounds. Wow. When I set that resolution. So I wanted to lose 10 pounds a month. That's an aggressive goal. Yeah. And, and to do it just by walking and watching what and you ca- ate is, yeah. is pretty impressive, to be honest with you. Yeah. And I did it, though. I met the goal. I was, I, by June, I was 125 pounds. Damn. And then I kept going. Of course you did. I did. I just kept going. Like, was it was just You went for that skinny second girl, nature. thin look. Yeah. And listen, I'm not going to say that I, I had the most healthiest mindset back there towards the whole thing. In my mind, I thought I wanted to get skinny as possible so that... I'd rather be too skinny 
than, than too fat. I saw a picture of you back then. I was so skinny. Yeah, it didn't even look healthy. Like I said, I'm not saying this was, but in terms of goal setting, hey, it, that's why I was able to do it. And that's why I didn't, that's why I didn't fail at my resolution because I had a strong why. I had a specific outcome goal. Then I had smaller goals that I could, that were measurable along the way that included behavior changes that were going to get me to that outcome goal. That is how you set New Year's resolutions that stick. So use that same method to set some good, actionable New Year's resolutions. Exactly. Last year I set a New Year's resolution. I'm proud of myself. I did I did obtain it. My it was to average 10,000 steps a day. I was not very mobile prior to January 1st last year. I averaged 5500 steps a day even with my workouts. Yeah. And now I average probably 12 to 14,000 steps a day. Big difference. So I made, I attained that New Year's resolution as well. I haven't decided what it's going to be this year, what I'm going to work on specifically. Obviously, we Maybe just talked about I didn't think about that. Yeah. I, have, I don't know. Have I guess thought? New Year's resolution is... Well, think about it. Don't you... Blow this podcast up, man. But the that's, next... do, you, do you see? But you're already making a mistake. Blow this podcast up. Is that, do you think that's a good new? No, no, no. Not only like that. There's steps to it. We're moving into a new studio and get going. And I have visions in my head. He too. didn't listen to any yes, of the I rules I just gave him. You have to have a specific <laughs> outcome goal. I know. Then you have to have smaller. So you can't just spout it off. You have to think about it. You have to have a specific outcome goal. Then you have to have smaller, measurable goals. True. And then a strong why and all of that. So you can't just. That's what people do. Not trying to try and beat you up, but that's the mistake I'll, people make. Yeah. You just proved it. I just sat here and gave everybody all the specifics, and then you just spouted off. That's just I want to get in shape. That's what you said right now by saying I want to blow up the podcast. Oh, we are. <laughs> I, I don't have no doubt in my mind one bit. Well, I go after some. I go after. It, I so. understand, but do you understand what I'm saying by yes. that? Yes. Yes. You have to be specific. Yes. So, what does blowing up mean? So, I guess we would have to determine. How many downloads a month does blowing up mean or a specific dollar amount or whatever? And then how are we going to reach that? We're going to reach that by adding more episodes, interviewing guests like subscribers coming to the channel. We need more of those. That's not a, that's not a small goal, but you know that <laughs> we need more subscribers coming to the channel. That. Yeah. But we're going to have our are listeners help to? us push. I'm saying it right here. I'm calling the, Hey, I'm calling you guys out. Come on. Push this show. You know what I think? We need our help. We need their I help. I think that you need to listen to this episode to no, get, I'll be all right. some, get some guidance Pe on how to set. People who know me know I get after it. Trust me. I know that you get after I'm, it. I get after things. I might do it a little differently, not your steps, but I know how to get after things. But you don't agree with my steps? Yeah, I do. I have my way of doing things, too. I okay, manifest so things in my head as well. Do you... Everything I've ever manifested in my life is, is pretty much come to you're fruition. You're right. You, do, you are good, good at, at manifesting. So, Agree I'll get that you are again. good at manifesting, but that's not what we're talking about. <clears throat> no, I know. So I just wanted... I would just True. feel like you could actually benefit because I think you have a strong mind and you do have a good capability for manifestation. And I think yep. if you applied the things that we talked about today into that, if you incorporated that, you could accomplish even that much more. I'm sure I could. If you became more intentional and specific with what you're working towards, you could accomplish that much more. Yep. So like for you, maybe it would be like your YouTube channel. Yes. Like I want a, like for me, I did actually set a goal for my YouTube channel. I want to blow it out of the water. I want 100,000 subscribers by the end of this year. So I want to blow it out of the That's water. An aggressive goal. It's an aggressive goal. So then it's like, how am I going to get to that? That yeah. would mean that each month I need this amount of subscribers. How am I going to get more subscribers to the channel? Do a little bit more analysis on the data and then create better video. That kind of stuff. Yeah. So specifics. Do you remember or happen to recall any goal that you set for yourself last year? Did you set any specific I don't know if goal? I did specifically, to be honest with you. You did set a goal i did your cold showers oh and you stuck to it that's right i did. did december 1st yeah <laughs> i did so you, you did and you did and the I, cold and showers I, and i did it through a whole year and the only time i missed was recently i got sick but i did it over a year straight. yeah you did so non -stop. there you go and then another thing that you were successful in so far 
is what are we on almost two, almost going on three months of sobriety? Yeah. So that's a goal too, yep. to continue your what was it, October November 30th, 1st. October 31st was the so last, last time I smoked some marijuana. Oh, so you're two months. Two months. Going into the third month. Wow. What, that feels like a long two yeah. months because it was hell. And it's been over eight months since I had a drink. Yeah, it's been six months for me. I started before you. Yep. I just but said, I, I, don't I just know. said I just don't want to do it no more. I don't know. I don't know why. There's no. Re- yeah. I, it wasn't no reason. I just said I'm good. I don't need it. It's not conducive to my health. It's not benefiting me. So for what? That's what I was. That's what I thought. For me, what I didn't reveal at the time when I stopped the drinking, I had blamed it on the sadness and the grieving of my mom. But what was really going on was the situation with my dad the whole abusive situation, the narcissism. And I was using alcohol on a Saturday morning to escape that a little bit. And that was a bad path. So I identified that as a bad habit that I was creating for myself. Yeah. You were always having your Saturday morning drinks. Yeah. That was not good. After Orange Theory, after blasting a good work on the ego and drink. And then I would be miserable the rest of the day. I would be down. I would say, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything today. It's a downer. Made you lazy. It is. It was a total downer. But you guys, I wanted to get on here and hold us accountable. You guys are listening to this episode on a Friday. Tonight, this evening, 530 Pacific time, we are going to go on YouTube live. So we're going to, we're going to test it out. Give us some grace because it's our first time doing a live on YouTube, but we are going to go live and just have a chit chat with you guys. We can talk a little bit more about, about goal setting, what your goals are for New Year's. We can answer questions. We could do just like a fun little Q&A. We're actually heading out to a friend's dinner that yep. night, but before the dinner, we'll sit back here and take some questions. And so if you guys are interested, just go ahead and head over to our YouTube and tune in at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time to our live. And we'll see how that goes because hopefully we'll be able to do more of those in Studio B as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then thank you guys so much for tuning in. Again, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram. And we love you guys. And hopefully we will be chatting on Friday. (laughs) 